I'm gonna be unpacking this whole stigma that some aspects of society has placed on Christians and what it means and looks like to be a Christian. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is history of Christianity, and when considering the history of Christianity, we can immediately look to it beginning with the Roman Catholic Church, and this was like an initial push towards everyone needing to be religious in some way, um, and so from learning in like history classes and like doing some research, it was like a common theme that those who ran the Roman Catholic Church established a sense of pressure and hostility towards the followers. According to the article Theory for Religious Studies by William E. Deal and Timothy K. Beale, they say, History as one unified story gives way to a multiplicity of narratives about the past. Thus, we begin to see history not in terms of a static and fixed past, but as a continually changing narrative process. And then a few sentences down, they continue on and say, For Foucault, power is not some monolithic force that appears in the same guises throughout all the times in places. Instead, power has a genealogical history and is understood differently depending on place, location, and theoretical perspective. So during the Great Schism, the Christian Church was made, and from my understanding, it was trying to send a message to a, the Roman Catholic Church signifying that this is not um, what being a believer of God looks like and feels like. However, we later on find out that they're doing tariffs um, to pay off sins, which is completely crazy and something that we don't even see today, which is good that we don't see it today. Um, and so when looking at these two quotes, it makes me consider more factors and details that we don't know about how, like about as to how one would personally feel during Roman Catholic rule. It was a sense of political and ideological domination that even in some parts of the world, we are still seeing today. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is um, something that I'm honestly still kind of confused and like, and educating myself like at the same time, like, of like why do people associate racism and homophobia with Christianity and just like diving into like what has shifted throughout time and I think like just starting off like I totally 100% see what like society like has basically stigmatized on those who are Christians that like I can that like some do come off as homophobic and racist but like yet again I feel like that's like older generations, so I feel like that's putting a negative impact and outlook on those on those younger Christians like myself, who are so accepting and loving of every single person that like that we all know that God put us all on this earth for life and to like live through Him and like why and like to love everyone. And so I think that like when I hear these things and when I sometimes even get embarrassed to even say, yo, I'm a Christian, like, and I, I'm a young life leader, like, and I want to, like, go to high schools and, like, tell them about who, tell girls, high school girls who Jesus is, and, like, go, like, get them out of, like, the lonely holes that they're in, and just, like, be their friend, and, like, when I hear, like, those things when people are saying, oh, you're really homophobic or racist for that, and I'm like, that is not the case at all, I'm accepting and loving of every person, so I think that this, like, whole thing is, like, a good opportunity to like just dive in and unpack like why this is that and like to read some texts about it and like why and how we got here and what's shifted and like where do we go kind of a thing. So I'm going to read a quote from Religion and Culture by Michael Falkwalt and then they say then Christianity intervened Christianity for which the first time in the history of the West would pose a great prohibition on sexuality which said no to pleasure and by the same token to sex. 
This no, this prohibition led to a silence on sexuality, a silence on sexuality essentially found on these moral prohibitions. So then they go on saying that in the 19th century, um, with beginning with Freud, is when we saw this like shift in this view of sexuality and sex. And I definitely think that, um, I don't know, really like in the 21st, 22nd century or something like that. Um, and I think going from the 19th century to where we are now, you can definitely see a major shift of people as Christians who are older and like who have seen more traditional styles of Christian become more progressive where it's like, as a Christian, we believe we are all put on this earth to go follow Christ, go be Christ because we were here and because of God. But I feel like those who aren't followers of Christ see that as like, see like the traditional styles and they're not seeing that there are more younger people or even like older Christians who love everyone for who they are and and no matter what they what they do kind of thing and I think that's really big that people kind of miss over and they kind of pass over that because they don't want to dive into that whole like complications of it and yes I mean the Bible does say what the Bible says but I mean from me learning about it in my Bible studies and like reading about it online we have shifted into this like we as the bible is old gets older we have to shift into more of a modern way so we have to interpret the bible in more of a modern realistic way and that yeah not everyone is going to be heterosexual but i think that one of the main things that key takeaways from this is that as a christian believing in god is more important than a sin like that where all sin is equal So then jumping around to the racism aspect of this, um, I really love listening to the How the Black Church Has Shaped American Politics podcast by 538. Um, They mentioned some incredible and significant points that um, the role black church has played historically and why it's so important in this conversation bringing up race and Christianity together. Um, so they brought up an interesting point by saying that the church was an outreach of activism during the civil rights movement. And also they said that the civil rights movement, is, it was a place to find leadership roles by doing so in the church and for equal rights. And then another like incredible point that was brought up um, that I never really actually realized until like now. And I've like, I really loved this point. And it said, um, it was how one of the speakers mentioned even beginning at Lincoln's presidency, white politicians will start feeding in the black church and issuing their cause. And then they start going in to saying how black churches and even black colleges, especially in the South, become this location where people could organize to resist oppression. And I think that having some sense of community and showing that religion and politics in a sense, do go hand in hand, but don't go hand in hand. But because of how political we have made the black church, even the white churches too, it has made this whole fight on religion like so political for the reasons that our religious values are the exact same, but our political values are completely different, which is like kind of interesting to like think about. Um and then they also mentioned that in the 60s, there were black churches that were afraid to participate and get involved in the movement due to all the violence that um, their congregation experienced. 
which is so sad that, like, people were so scared to, like, say something and, like, to act out on their own rights just because of how violent this was when, like, their rights should have just been handed to them anyway. Like, all of our rights should be handed to us. And then they also um, mentioned that there are other churches in the North, like, that um, during the Civil Rights Movement, um, and they didn't like how they were so against of how it was being run. And then this, like, was, like, one of the main divides on how we handle politics. And, like, and it's extremely evident, like, right here how that is. And then going into how MLK ties into this, um, obviously during the Civil Rights Movement, he was a major, major player. <laughs> he was, like, the player. Um, he, like, his famous quote, like, saying that it's appalling that the most segregated hour of Christian America is 11 o'clock on a Sunday. And they mentioned that this is still true in the sense that two-thirds of black Protestants that attend religious services are attending when most of the congregation and leadership are black. MLK makes a distinction that white people are welcome in the black church, but he made this visibly evident between a church that is racially exclusive and a church that caters to the needs of blacks. And this distinction was also seen in a recent survey that they conducted. Um, some 8,000 people, there was very similar like, sayings and, like, responses to this and how this still applies today. And, like, and it's terrible, like, how this is happening. But, like, the fact that this is still evident is insane. So, finally, I want to um, touch up on my personal experience with the church. Um, I feel like Christianity has really impacted me. And I feel like it definitely is, like, not just me being a Christian, but it's me having a... Re- relationship with God rather than me I going to like identifying in the church identifying as like a certain like denomination I just am not like I go to non-denominational church and I just like learn about God and I have this relationship with God and I think that that's like what the more in quotes youth of America is doing today when it comes to Christianity is that we are it's so like the world is so progressive right now and it's only going to keep going and like getting more and more and more progressive but religion needs to go with that and I've seen that through like the church that I go to and how that has like impacted me in such a positive way so my experience and like what it means to be a Christian in my eyes obviously looks completely different than when the Roman Catholics and like when they were all back then, way, way back then, and even, like, 50 years from, like, ago, it looks completely different because we're living in, like, a day and age where, like, people are, like, becoming more themselves and showing their true colors in such positive ways, and this has had such an impact on, like, my particular generation of Christians, and then I've recently seen, like, all over social media where people would talk about, like, those who are part of the church are homophobic and racist and among other things, and this, like, honestly truly does hurt because I sit there and question where, like, the negativity is coming from and unpacking all of this stuff about from that podcast and those articles I mentioned earlier. Um, and I just see where, like, it gets coming from. But I know from where I'm coming from, it's like I'm part of a place where it's fully accepting and loving towards every single person, no matter their personal life, background, skin color, and in general, just who they are, like, we're all, like, in my beliefs, children of God, and we're all placed on this earth with a purpose designed for us, and I think that in itself should bring unity rather than, like, this division that, like, politics have, like, done for us.
And then, like, with, like, a change of perspective, I, like, understand and, like, see how, like, these over-traditional values, like, from way, way back then are still being used today, which is, like, weird because we're living in this society that, like, where we keep moving forward, like, we keep getting better in science, technology, and in life, and just everything, but some people are just still living in the past, and it's, but it's my people, like, my generation, not my people, but, like, my generation of, like, Christians who are just trying to spread the gospel and just trying to tell, like, people that having a relationship with God is just, like, having a relationship with anyone around you. It's not, like, being in the church. It's just having a relationship with God. Like, that's, like, a real relationship that no one needs a church to tell them how to choose to do and what to do so. So I think when we bring politics in, I think it just, like, creates this, like, pressure and, like, this division that, like, we all have, not all, but all Christians have the same beliefs. We use the Bible and we have the same beliefs, but it's society that places these negative things on there that, and I feel like no one truly will listen or, like, be mindful or, like, willing to, like, not accept, but pretty much respect, like, what's going on, so... I thank you for listening um, to my amazing unpacking of the stigma that like society's place on like some Christians and stuff. Um, I thank you and see you later.